You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. We are live. Minor Talk here presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency along with Sal Montes, my tag team partner. I'm Adrian Broaddus. Uh, together we bring you Minor Talk. It, it, it's the true OG crew. We've been talking about uh, having some of our groups here together here on Minor Talk uh, over the past couple weeks. This is the OG OG crew. Sal, just you and I doing it. Uh, really appreciate you sticking around. We've got a busy show here ahead. Our telephone number, 915 that's our telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X, and then 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Miners, uh, they avenged their two games that they lost on the road with a 79 71 win tonight. No big surprise here. I, I thought the Miners should have won in this one. Uh, they did. They had a lot of, you know, they had control pretty much throughout this whole game. Credit uh, the Gamecocks. They were like, they had nine lives. They were relentless in this game, always chipping at the Utah lead and I think at some points they cut it to like four some points it was like two and uh, miners were able to distance themselves when it was all said and done to get a victory tonight 17 for Otis Frazier the third uh, 12 for Corey Camper Jr. and then double figure scoring for Tay Hardy David Terrell Jr. and Trey Horton that's where we start things off here on today's show our telephone number 915-505-6009 a light crowd tonight out at the Don Haskins Center 3,845 fans not a lot of people at all um I hope there are more people come uh, Saturday. I just don't know what to expect as the Miners honor the 2003-2004 team. We've had plenty of those guys on our show over the years. Uh, Omar Thomas, Omar Duran, uh, it was Jason Williams. It was, of course, you know, we've got a chance to talk with Philly Rivera. Um, you know, it, it's just so much fun. You, you know, I said Omar Duran. It was uh, John Tofi, Roy Smallwood. Uh, what a great team. What a great bunch that that is right there. I can't wait for this uh, group to be honored here come Saturday ahead of UTEP versus Liberty. Sal, uh, your early reactions after this one. This is kind of what we expected. Miners get the victory tonight. Not sure if uh, minor fans are going to be as animated after this victory here uh, in this matchup. But nonetheless, UTEP getting an expected home victory. Yeah, and um, UTEP able to uh, continue the the road strengths that they have. And I say they, meaning all of Conference USA, really. The, I mean, home teams are, I don't want to say they're on another level. It's just it's a big advantage if if you if you want to put any stock in that. But um, what I liked, Adrian, obviously we want to see them continue this, and we won't really know a true uh, value when they're put up to the test when they go on the road next, uh, you know, after next week. So um, that's number one. I I don't know how much to buy into it. However, I will say this. um, In their last three uh, home wins, we look at middle, we look at at Western, and then, of course, we look at tonight. Um, There were times where the other team was going to come back in and you kind of got some shades and flashes of FIU, although that was a road game. Um, They did what they needed to do down the stretch to uh to close this one out because you mentioned it i mean they were relentless tonight jacksonville state they had so many lives to come into this one but utep able to um you know to tread water and eventually come out on top no doubt about it and the miners you know you got to give them credit in certain areas i love the start 13 to 2 run to start things off it was a lot of energy and then i think fans get frustrated because utep starts off so hot 
and then they struggle when other teams start to start uh, play a little catch up, and they, or they kind of go a little dull as far as their offense. Their offense is a little uh, average, I should say, a little subpar. Vanilla. Yeah, and yeah. then they go on a scoring drought, and then that kind of frustrates fans. And then defensively, they always stay in games. They're always uh, on top of you know what they need to do, and that's a testament to what they've done all season long defensively. They've created a lot of turnovers. They're number one in the country right now, according to Ken Palm, in turnover percentage on defense. And that means uh, the amount of possessions defensively that UTEP is forcing a turnover on. Number one in the country. Uh, that has never happened under Joe Golding at UTEP. In fact, I don't know if UTEP's ever been number one in this Ken Palm model in the turnover percentage margin. Uh, they're number three in steal percentage. They're number three in non-steal turnovers. That's the stat that you and I like, Sal. That's uh, shot clock violations charges drawn, you name it. Eight and, seconds. Yeah, and yeah. defensively, I thought they brought it tonight. Um, the Miners did Ten, a really good bad. job. No, yeah, you're all good. Um, home win percentage, you mentioned it. It's a stat that we're going to hammer home until the end of the season, really. 24-6 and six right now, Conference USA teams at home. That is a record 80% home win percentage uh, for Conference USA. That is number one among all all the conferences in college basketball right now, and by a pretty significant margin, albeit. So, for example, uh, the Big Ten right now, they have had 54 games in their conference. 36 of 54 games have been decided by the home team. They are sixth in the country in home win percentage. I'm talking about the Big 12. You know, this is one of the best, if not the best, conference in college basketball right now. They are uh, sixth in this list right here. And you look at the Big East. This is another great league uh, in in college basketball right now. Out of the 55 games played at home this year for the Big East, 34 have been won by the home team. So that's also that's a 11th best right now uh, as far as the home win percentage. Uh, Conference USA, 80%. Number one among all the conferences out there. And uh, that shows you right there what, uh, how how grueling really the travel is in Conference USA. The home, it's not attendance, uh, Sal. It's not because the other arenas are packed. Uh, tonight yeah. there was, I just mentioned it, it was under 3,000 or under 4,000 fans uh, tonight at the Don Haskins Center. And it's not because these different arenas are being loud and, and just, uh, I guess, frightening the other teams. I think the travel is a bit of an issue across Conference USA. It's grueling for these teams to do it on a Thursday to Saturday basis right now. Uh- I, I think so, just in terms of uh, the landscape of Conference USA. And exactly. I, I mean that literally, the literal landscape of Conference USA. The is, geography. It Pull is, out the map. It is USA, you know, all in through from the left to the right. But, um, no, looking at it here, Adrian, looking at the numbers, um, I don't want to say it's that, that number's a bit of a misnomer, but maybe this can add to the strength of a – or it can weaken the argument, but hear me out. Louisiana Tech, out of those six um, losses for home teams, they've contributed to three of those. Wow. And Louisiana Shows that Tech. They're a great team. Yeah, they're, they're atop the conference. And um, another team, Sam Houston, who's 6 and 1 in league play, they got a win on the road as well. So um, if anybody's going to buck those trends, it's going to be the top teams in Conference USA, according to what we've seen. Yeah, and that's a really good stat itself, Sal. Uh, our telephone number, 915 505 6009. That's a really good one because home win percentage, as we've seen, 
seen right now is a big factor, but Louisiana Tech is pushing those odds and pushing that stat aside. So aside from La Tech, the conference is controlled by the home team pretty much. So real interesting number, though, uh, to look at there, Sal. The fact that La Tech has three of those um, six wins that I just mentioned by road teams across CUSA thus far. I'll give you two other stats across Conference USA that might interest you, Sal. Okay, um, there are 33 conferences in college basketball on the men's side. In the stat that checks close games, which are games that are decided by four points or fewer or automatically going to overtime, that counts as a close game percentage. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. Yeah. So if it's a every, anything under four points or an overtime matchup, out of the 30 games in Conference USA, would you say there are over or under five games that have gone in this close game margin right here? Just five. I'm just asking you a handful right here. Over or under? I'm going to say over. Slightly under. Mm. Only four games wow. have gone and or been decided by four points or fewer and have gone to or have gone to overtime. That is 30th out of 33 conferences across college basketball. So despite there being this home uh, court advantage across Conference USA, these games aren't necessarily close by this metric right here. Now, they could be decided by five points to seven points, but still, that doesn't really make uh, a lot of sense right there. I'm talking about a one-score game, really. I'm talking about under four points where that's that's uh, two possessions right there, and that means the game could be hanging in the balance. So these games are not coming down to the end. That's another thing about Conference USA. And then here we go. Here's another one. Blowout percentage, okay? This means how many games have been decided by over 20 points. Out of the 30 games, Sal, three or more, uh, let me ask you this, over or under three games, blowout percentage, how many, uh, what are you picking, over or under for Conference USA right here? Uh, I'm going to say, um, so the number? Yes. Uh, let's so see. are you saying three or more games have been decided by a blowout in Conference USA or under? No, there's been under three games I'm that gonna- have been decided by a blowout. I'm going to go against the grain and say more. Okay, it is under slightly again, <laughs> but it's only two games have been a blowout in Conference USA. Only two, which is real interesting. Uh, that is 29th out of 33. So it's weird. They're not blowouts, but they're not close games necessarily. So these games are winding up between five points and all the way yeah. up to about 18 points across Conference USA, and they're being decided by the home teams. That's how we can break this down, and that's kind of what was reflective tonight. It was 79-71. That's an eight-point game right there for the Miners. Do I think the Miners can beat Jacksonville State on the road? No. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't. I thought Jacksonville State was tough today. They're good. They're not that bad of a team in uh, key moments of this matchup. They hung in there. The Miners showed some good things, and I, I want to get to that here on the show as well. Uh, but definitely something to note: this Jacksonville State team. Uh, I did not see enough tonight from the Miners to warrant me to say, "Hey, no matter what, they're going to go out on the road and they're going to beat this team." No, they might have a chance, sure, but I, I think from what we've seen across conference, you say. 
The numbers will back it right now. Home teams are feasting in these conference matchups. Hey, if you want to give us a call, 915-505-6009. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X. We got some posts to read here as well. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar ID at the agency. More in a moment here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Seventy-nine, seventy-one is the score for UTEP. Let's go over to some posts that are coming in on Twitter or X. This is coming in from Pinky. Just my opinion. Still don't like the UTEP gray or blue uniforms. Ooh, Sal, that's something that we've talked about a mm. lot. Uh, blue uniforms in or out? Uh, man, that's tough. I'm gonna say out. You're gonna say out. Yeah, I'm going to say out, and I'm way out on this gray uniforms. Like, I'll say this. I have to be in on one just because, but I, I can't. It's by default. So so orange are you in or a white? Uh, Those are the white ones right there. I'm going to say I'm gonna say white. I'm in. Okay, I'm in on the white ones too, but yeah. not by a lot. I'm sorry. Like, because we have to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the gray ones, no way. I'm way out. That's my last one on the pecking order. So, uh, Pinky, I'm with you on that one right there. Although UTEP has adopted gray, and Zay will remind us that. Zay Galindo, shout out to him. I'll say this. If they were to have orange be the base yeah have white outline and then gray digits i can see it i like that i like that you know? i'm okay with that yeah but the other way around not not too much yeah uh shy town miner chimes in all i know is david terrell is the future i hope that he sticks around i actually think he's become our most reliable and consistent player after tay and otis I did not see that in year one for him hashtag minor talk uh that's a really good post there by shy town miner can we go down the list? Um, reliable and consistent in that c- category right there. Your options. So he, he threw in Tay Hardy and he threw in Otis Frazier. So your options are Zid Powell, Calvin Solomon, Corey Camper Jr., uh, Elijah Jones, Kevin Callu, Baylor Hebb, and Trey Horton. I think you can make a really good argument for Corey Camper Jr. as uh, reliable and consistent night in, night out. I really think you can. And I think we're starting to see it come from Corey Camper Jr. He's kind of like the guy that no one really talks about on this team. And I, I kind of like that for him. He doesn't need to be the flashy guy. He doesn't need to be the guy who scores all these points or uh, you know ha- has all these standout performances for the minors. He just kind of does enough, and he really has success on defense. But I think for the impact that he makes, Sal... And his upside, I think I have to go David Terrell Jr. at number three. I do. I I love his performance. Tonight, he made so many plays that just, like, dazzled me, right? Like, the two charges that he drew were awesome. The five turnovers, yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm a little upset with uh, not taking care of the basketball. But you know what I love? That Joe Golding stuck with him. He didn't go and bench David Terrell Jr. when he had multiple opportunities to sub Zid Powell in, Corey Camper back in, Tay Hardy. No, he wanted David Terrell Jr. to play those late game situations, those late game moments. And there was this key moment and key timeout after a turnover where Joe Golding was warranted. He could have benched him right there. Instead, Terrell Jr. plays the rest of the game and he helps close out the game for the Miners. He's ferocious on defense. He's going to go for the steals. Yeah, there's some plays where he has lapses, but man, I I just love his game. He's getting better and better right before our eyes. 
what I think with uh, with Terrell and what I noticed the most is is kind of that that pendulum swinging between um, calculating and then you know going full throttle and, and that's what I like because he, he's trying to calculate uh, when to make the play and on defense you you see you know sometimes he, he may get beat here or there but it's all timing with him I think once he gets that timing down he's going to be a lot more effective on defense and he's really effective as it is but when you look at the offensive part. Um, He's, he's trying to pick his spot sometimes, and he's also going 100 miles an hour. So w- once he's able to get that timing on offense as well, I think he could be incredible. But you see the raw potential that's out there and what can be with Terrell, and that's the exciting part. I mean, barely in the first three weeks or, um, matter of fact, four weeks, I should say, the first month in the books for conference play, he has one month of conference play under his belt. Imagine what it's going to look like near the end of this month you know, middle to uh, early next month. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, Sal. He's playing legitimate. I love the the line from Golding today talking about how he's not a freshman anymore. He's he's, he's not, playing. No. He's playing sophomore minutes. It's true. And don't take this. Don't take David Terrell for granted. Don't take this for granted right here because you can't tell me that there's not another power five, another big dog looking at this and saying, man. We would love a fresh uh, sophomore experienced point guard who we can mold into our system, uh, develop a little bit more, and and really watch blossom. The only thing that you would uh, say about David Terrell Jr. is he needs a shot. He, he kind of needs a jumper to his game. But other than that, I love his attacking mentality. I love his slash and kick play. I love how he incorporates other players on the team. I like how he makes mistakes because it seems like he learns from mistakes. And uh, that's a real thing from this guy right now. I, even the alley-oop wasn't necessarily a bad decision right there. I thought it was a pretty good decision. And he just, um, you know, it just couldn't convert on that. But David Terrell Jr. playing some really good basketball right now. Good job, Chi-Town Miner. I really like that post a lot. Let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009. More posts coming in. Travis Allen Fortune. Defensively, David Terrell Jr. plays like a smaller version of Julian Washburn. If Terrell Jr. stays at UTEP, fans will remember him as one of the best defenders in program history. Hashtag minor talk. Wow. What do you think, Sal? Too much or too much? Uh, way too soon to say that or I, pump the brakes a little bit? I would say it's a bit too soon. Okay. Because um, I, I see him a little bit differently than, than a Julian Washburn. I do get it. Maybe, you know, Washburn as a, as a full two slash one, however you want to put it, basically a hybrid guard. Um, but I, I think his game could be different on offense. That's why I want to say pump the brakes. But Washburn, man, what an incredible talent. Yeah. I mean, that's a baller right there. That's a that's a high bar to set for David Trail Jr. too. So uh, good stuff there, Travis. You've been sending some fire to us lately, so I appreciate it. Uh, Manny David, good win tonight. Jacksonville State kept it close, but the Miners got the win. Next up, Liberty, then the Aggies. Miners hanging in the middle of Conference USA standings. I still enjoy watching this team hustle. Hashtag defend the dawn. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag go Miners. Well, um, I'll say this. Even, no, no, no. I think you'll you'll actually call me irresponsible, Sal, if I say this. UTEP's three games back of first place. Irresponsible, right? Very irresponsible. Very irresponsible. Don't do it. Yeah. Very irresponsible. We know how. I had the standard. My standard was win these three games. 
I mean, come on. I had them. I have them in pencil winning all these games right here. I'm not going to switch my picks. They're going to win against uh, Liberty in my eyes on Saturday. There's no reason they shouldn't. Aggies just defeat them, uh, beat them out tonight. Um, and they should beat the Aggies next week. Battle of I-10. It should be a close game. That should be one of those games decided by four points or fewer, maybe even go to overtime. So uh, that's that's how I look at it right now. 915-505-6009 as we continue. Uh, this coming in right now from Cesar Cubillos. He sent us the punch that was mentioned in the Liberty and New Mexico State game. Yes, I saw this one right here. Uh, Sal, what do you think of the punch? I just saw it. Man, That's uh, that sucks. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> a sucker punch. Literally. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, this is coming in from 915 Sun City Caper. Adrian, Sal, and all the crew. Um, big shout out to you guys. We don't tell you thank you enough for your dedication to producing this show. We appreciate you all. Shout out to you at City915. Good thank stuff, you. man. Appreciate it. 915-505-6009. And, and Sal, you know, tonight, shorter night. It's going to be uh, um, Saturday that everybody looks to. Yeah. That's the Liberty game. That's the 2003-2004 honoring game. So I, I'm I'm cool with that in a big way, and that's fine. I think it should be that way, too. Um, let them win back-to-back, or see them, watch them win back-to-back, and then react to this team. I think it was the last game um, when they played Western Kentucky. That was one of the more quality home wins of the season that the Miners had. So let's see them win another quality home game like a Liberty come Saturday. And then we can make more assessments on this team. But again, I'm not going to be overreacting to this. I, I have them beating Liberty, and I have them beating New Mexico State the way it stands right now. Shannon post into the show anyone know what happened to mario mckinney jr no clue no clue my man uh this coming in from jam at utep steeler the more things change the more things uh the more they stay the same nmsu (laughs) talking about the punch (laughs) right there um this coming in from alberto retta Speaking with nothing but the facts, big schools with even bigger bank accounts also see what David Terrell Jr. is doing, and they love it as well. If El Paso wants to see him in a UTEP uniform again next year, they need to let their money talk. Make sure it has zeros. That's a good point from Alberto. You know, Sal, uh, let me ask you this. I'm not trying to to play salary cap here, but uh, if I was handling anything with uh, uh, the Minor Hoop Collective. I'd be looking at David Trail Jr. as one of the marquee guys for next year. I mean, that's just how I would think. He's a poster guy for next year, knowing that they're not going to have Hardy. They're not going to have Solomon. They're not going to have Zip Powell. Those guys are all graduating. Maybe you bring back Otis Frazier third, Sure. But uh, poster guy, it's David Trail yeah. Jr. And I think what you can also kind of center, um, you know, around that would be in a question with who do you want to build your program around? You know, essentially when they're out there on the floor and, you know, you have too much of a certain strength, whatever the case may be. But looking at Terrell, there's a lot that you could do with him as the um, as the primary guy on your team. However, it is still early. We, we got to pump our brakes a little bit. But yeah. I mean, if you have to basically ask that question, hey, of all the newcomers this year, which one do you want to you know go heavy on next year? And I, I think you kind of do with that. I appreciate you keep uh, saying stuff like pump the brakes, realize what it is, which is true. (laughs) I mean, look, 
UTEP fans have watched Nigel Hawkins play as a freshman star and really play a lot of those yeah. final games for them that that season in 2018. Uh, you also have to think about FEODG, Jordan Lathan. Those were the last, uh, hey, those freshmen, UTEP fans were really excited about and the future that those guys would have. You look a little further, fast forward a little bit, Deion Stroud and the hype that he came with. So it's not only about doing it for one season. It's doing it year over year. I guess what we've seen so far from David Terrell is that he does want to get better, and he has gotten better. He's developed through the system nicely. Uh, from when he got here at UTEP, I thought to myself, maybe this guy will play, but probably not. He'll probably come off the bench and maybe play you know, a few minutes here or there just to gain experience. Forget experience. This guy's uh, a relevant player on this basketball team right now, and he's going to contribute to wins and losses moving forward no matter what. You know what's impressive with the Terrell? I will say this, is that each game he's played with, you could kind of see that the game's slowing down for him. Yes, you I know, agree. And he's able to take more command out there. Not, not saying he was he was shaky or anything when he first stepped on. No way. You could see the you could see the look in his eyes and the potential that he had. But yeah. just him making his calculations, they're, they're getting better and better each game. Yeah. Let's keep things moving. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Good post there. This one also coming in from Trey Chauvin. I would like to see more of Derek Hamilton and Elijah Jones. Derek Hamilton has potential. He needs more playing time. And Elijah Jones, too. Um, I'll tell you this. The big rotation was real interesting today. So they had Kevin Callu out there. Um, he was playing great to start things off. He had um, two of the first buckets for the Miners, two of the, I think, three first buckets for UTEP in this matchup. Then they threw out... Um, Calvin Solomon for about six minutes in the first half, and then they benched him for a long time. He didn't see action until really uh, under 10 minutes left in the second half, and then he exploded onto the scene. Calvin Solomon had some nice buckets late in the game, and I thought he was one of the hotter guys for this group, although the stats won't really back up too much. The stats will suggest he was was pretty efficient on the glass. Five rebounds in 16 minutes, uh, so able to make an impact there. And then uh, Derek Hamilton did come off the bench for two minutes he had a a bucket in this game as well Elijah Jones five minutes off the bench only he had three points in this matchup including a free throw and uh, he also hit a shot from the low post but you know what for Elijah Jones I think seeing him at five minutes to seven minutes that's probably going to be the reality as as it continues if it doesn't if there's not going to be more um if there's not going to be more minutes necessarily or more distribution for uh, Derek Hamilton, well, I- I'm just not that surprised. I I think that Elijah Jones right now is probably going to get like that five to seven minutes, and that just is what it is. It's conference play. you got to tighten up your lineups a little bit, and yeah, you want to see those guys play a little bit more, but if they're not playing right now, what's to say that they're going to play moving forward unless something happens like an injury or something to their bigs? And you know what, to Adrian, to that exact point, today was game number what seven with the same starting lineup yeah that's right that's so right I, I think this shows that there's um some continuity forming in terms of who's going to be out there and, and what their minute restrictions are going to be like um i think coach golding has a way better idea of it now you know first week of uh of february's conference play as opposed to you know december start of conference play. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, too, there, Sal. Um, let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009. Milkman is up on the phone lines right now. Milkman, good evening, man. What's going on? 
What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing? Uh, Milkman, we're doing great, man. How about you? Did you take anything away from this win right here? Is it uh, fool's gold for you, or do you want to see more? Where, where are you at right now with this team? Well, so, again, you did see the problems of the, you know, the outside shooting, you know. Um, but defense like that, I mean, you know, you're bound to win some that you're not really shooting that well. So, uh is it fool's gold? Possibly. Um, but, you know, they're still, you know, they're winning at home, so that's good. Um, uh, I did. I took my dad out there tonight, and, and he says he wants to go Saturday. So I think we're going to go Saturday. It was, it was just, you know, it was, it was good to see them. Uh, they, they led, you know, from, from buzzer to buzzer. So uh, that, that, was, that was really good to see that um, even though they didn't build a huge lead, it's still, like they scored the first seven points and then won by eight. I mean, yeah. so that you know that shows that they're 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 staying in the game. You know, um, so that's good. Uh, I I hope it continues. You know, um, Frazier was he was playing lights out. That was that was great. You know, uh, but he's 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 become one of the more you know consistent guys, which is good. Um, I, I wish I could see more from uh, Powell. You know, but. Uh, I, um, I, I think I was. I'd have to say I was. I was happy with the uh, with the effort tonight. You know, I mean, you, you really can't fault the team when they're playing defense like that. So you know, uh, good good on them. You know. When will you start to um, accept or maybe start to get excited that this team could be a legit contender? Um, you know what? Uh, I would love to see them beat Liberty. Um, I realize Liberty's not doing great, but um, I, I think Liberty is Liberty is becoming one of the hated teams in Conference USA very quickly. So uh, I think uh, I think a lot of the teams like beating them. So it'll be nice to beat them, but um, but uh, we'll see how they do against the Aggies. If they can beat the Aggies at home, you know that would be that would be great. And I I probably might start feeling a little differently, you know. Yeah, I can see that completely. Hey, Milkman, I appreciate the phone call. It's uh, great catching up with you. I appreciate the two calls this week, a rare two-week call or two-call week from Milkman. So maybe we'll hear from him a third time on Saturday after the Liberty game. Sal, it's funny that Milkman says that this has become a rivalry. Does UTEP basketball hire mariachis after this game and then party in their own locker room if they win? That would be incredible. It would have been cool to have it as Noche Latina. Or maybe, hey, they're feeling good in those gray uniforms and they wear them again. You you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm referring to, right? The, ba- yeah. the football team? The football game, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if they could do that and have you know everything match up, then of course. And, and Liberty has been shown that they're um, they're having a tougher time adjusting to conference USA basketball than they right. did football. Um, so there's a there's a real chance that they, that they definitely can do it. Um, and if they do, that shows that they're able to build some form of um, consistency in their in their home chemistry. Yeah, I think it would be interesting. I think as far as being hated, uh, hateable, they are definitely a hateable team. Uh, Liberty, they definitely are. So that's a good point there by Milkman. Appreciate his thoughts. Appreciate his call. 915-505-6009. Can, can I say something else go real for quick? It. I think in order for it to be a rivalry, you got to match that energy. True. you well. got to start winning, too. I mean, you, you, you can't just... 
I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know. It's just an idea, but you can't just take the high road when it comes to it. If you want it to be a rivalry, you, you got to let it get a bit ugly. So, yeah. Credit us. Credit Milkman if uh, they go with the Mariachis this nice. weekend. Uh, hey, let's take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to give out some final thoughts, give out some awards, including our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso, our player of the night. Thanks to Timothy Cantrell, and we'll get to more calls and more posts coming in at 915-505-6009. Minor Talk continues with more in a moment. Uh, we're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Final segment coming up here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Final segment here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Had a great conversation with the Oscar Adietta Agency earlier this week. Uh, they gave out the Hometown Hero Award today like they do each and every UTEP game. If you know somebody who could be nominated to be the next Hometown Hero, check out their website, OscarAdiettaAgency.com. Visit RiseUp915.com for game day giveaways. And then check out the booth next time you're at the UTEP basketball game. It's the Oscar Adietta Agency, uh, the presenter of the Hometown Hero Award for every UTEP game and the official insurance agent of the the Miners. Let's talk about a couple other players on this team right now as we continue. 915-505-6009. Uh, if you want to duck in a late call, Trey Horton off the bench, 10 points, Sal, and he had a pair of three-pointers in this matchup, including in this game, he contributed with a, a rebound as well, 19 minutes off the bench, but Miners getting some production from Trey Horton. He scores in double figures tonight here for the Miners. Yeah, and what I also liked in that too, I mean, is uh, in his 19 minutes of play, no turnovers to his credit. I, th- I thought that was huge as well. And um, UTEP taking better care of the ball recently uh, than they have in the past. I think that's also a big reason why they're winning these games, but a big reason why Trey Horton was able to be so effective out there on the floor. Hey, Zid Powell in this matchup played 23 minutes, but if you notice, Sal, in the late game situation of this matchup, he did not close out the game with the Miners. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think um, not as aggressive as, as you would like, but two for four, seven points, and uh, plus seven. I think that's my favorite number when it comes to Zid Powell. I know people have been saying he's a bit all over the place, but he's he's finding his way, and, and we asked him to be efficient. A lot of people asked that and didn't try to take over at points or, or shoot them out of the game like we may have seen before. Definitely playing with a lot more pace. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Now, let's shift it over. Tehar he struggled in the first half, but he got to 10 points. And I think the lesson that you learn with Tay Hardy is, despite whatever half he's having, if he's sluggish in the first half, he's always going to get to that number, that 10-point number. However he does, if it's going to be to the uh, getting to the free throw line, if it's going to be hitting jumpers, uh, and tonight it was like off-balance shots late in the second half on uh, late shot clock situations. I don't think he played his best game, um, so to speak, but Tay Hardy the way that he gets to 10 points, Sal, I think that says something about his game. He's crafty. Yeah, 10 shot attempts, sure. But I want Tay Hardy to take 10 shot attempts. He's your leading scorer. Yeah, you have to. And and he's also your um, typically your leading minute guy. He, That's he's right. He's going to play the most. I mean, today he had um, two less than Terrell, who got 33, which we haven't seen a lot of when it comes to anybody playing more minutes yeah. than Tay Hardy. He's, he's out there uh, for a big reason, and he's having some impact on the game 
even when he doesn't have the ball and when he's not scoring. So I think that says a lot about him. Hey, I'm going to give a lot of credit to Kevin Kalu. I've been hard on Kevin Kalu. I mean, I sold the stock. Sal bought it all. Um, it, it's kind of stagnant right now, Sal. I, I, crypto Kalu uh, coins haven't been that great, but... Tonight, you got to give him his flower. 6.6 rebounds, 17 minutes, was very active in this game. Uh, loved what he did on both sides. He had a steal in this one, really didn't show. Doesn't show how uh, impactful he was defensively in this matchup. Uh, but I liked the game from Kevin. He, he had a nice one. I, I really liked it. 17 minutes and an uh, 11 plus minus, second highest when it comes to the plus wow. minus. So um, you mentioned how, uh, how solid he was on defense. Another contributor to that, uh, only one foul. I yeah, mean, we, impressive. We've seen him get beat to the spot a lot of times, and um, he played with a lot more poise on defense and, and made his presence known, which is what you want. I think if they're lacking when it comes to production from the bigs in general, somebody just has to step up and make it their own. Baylor Hebb was dealing with the shoulder injury that he suffered against Sam Houston. He did not play in this game. Uh, Otis Frazier, I thought that it was, that it was kind of going through a minutes restriction, but not necessarily. He played like six minutes in the first half. Then he comes out, plays like the rest of the game in the second half, so it was maybe just uh, not necessarily overdoing it in the first half and allowing him to pretty much play out the rest of the second half, so no need uh, to be concerned there at all for Otis Frazier third, a 17-point performance to lead the Miners tonight. Uh, we talked about Corey Camper Jr. He's been uh, pretty solid for this group so far. We talked a lot about David Terrell Jr. here in this mix as well. Uh, how about Kiki Tandy? What did you think of him? They, they were able to hold him in the first half. I think in the first First half, eight points, but on three of nine scoring. And then the second half, seven points, one of four. So he's not even attempting shots. He had uh, seven total turnovers in this game. So Tandy, despite being one of the top players in conference, you would say he struggled against the Miners tonight. Yeah, he struggled mightily. And I think that's what the Miners have done a solid job of when it comes to their, their wins for league play. They're, they're typically taking out the best player on the other side when it comes to you know averaging when it comes to points per game percentage from shots whatever it may be and I think what they did on Tandy tonight was uh, was incredible because he didn't stop you mentioned how how Jacksonville State was finding ways and like a cat they had nine lives to get back into this one Tandy's effort wasn't uh wasn't at all bad and and was right on line uh, you know with them getting back into it in spots so um for them to basically be that aggressive on him all game tonight shows a lot. Yeah, uh, Rodney Lewis, shout out to Coach uh, over there at Chapin. He chimes in and says, I second this tweet talking about uh, Julian Washburn, the comparison with him and uh, David Terrell Jr. Uh, Pinky chimes in, what were the minor turnovers and free throw stats? Well, Pinky, uh, UTEP in this matchup, they had 14 turnovers on their side. That's way too many. Uh, David Terrell Jr., he had five on his own um, in this game. The free throw numbers right now for UTEP 23 of 29 shot almost 80 percent uh the second half they shot almost 83 percent so that's exactly the trend you want to see utep going on the charity stripe right there that was uh pretty good for them the Corey camper he you know he had a couple misses in this one same with tame tay hardy i would say those are pretty uncharacteristic misses from the free throw line those guys are pretty reliable when it comes to hit knocking down their free throws um 
Jacksonville State, by the way, they were called for 25 fouls. UTEP, 25 fouls. They went to the free throw line, though, 10 more times than UTEP. 39 free throw attempts. So they were really trying to slow the game down, Sal. And I think that's how they came back in this one. Chip at it, chip at it, then get a big play. Chip at it, chip at it, go to the free throw line, get a big play. We we talked about this uh, on another Minor Talk episode as well as, you know, hey, when they're taking on some of these top teams in Conference USA, the goal is be within five or six with, uh, you know, four or five minutes left. And, I mean, that's what Jacksonville State was doing. It's no different than what some of these other teams in Conference USA, um, you know, have in their plan just to have, a you know, a puncher's chance in those games on the road. Yeah, most definitely. And in fact, uh, the rebound margin wasn't that significant either in this matchup. Uh, Jacksonville State won 37-34. Not too bad for the Miners. They're playing small right now. That's their approach. Miners also forced 19 turnovers. So yeah. that's exactly what they want. They like that stuff. And they scored uh, off those turnovers right there, 22 points. Yeah, and we mentioned how they're at their best when they're when they're in transition and if they could do that they don't have to worry so much about some of the other areas that show deficiencies like half court offense so if they're able to get buckets like that that's how you got to do it and and that's what helped keep them at bay we talked how Jacksonville State did what they needed to do to get back into it and have a puncher's chance and UTEP doing what they needed to do good execution by them to close it out no doubt about it hey uh, let's go over to our awards here on the show today and I appreciate everybody chiming in on Twitter or X. That's 600 ESPN El Paso if you want to duck in a late call or uh, post. Uh, send it our way right now before we wind things down here on the show. Um, want to get to our hot hand of the game first, Sal. This one we talked about it off air. Where are we going here? Our wind supply El Paso hot hand of the game. Oh man, well th- there were a lot to, uh, to pick from in this one, but hot hand of the game, we gotta go with Otis Frazier. Wow, Otis Frazier the third hot hand of the game uh, that is presented by Wind Supply El Paso, and it's only fair, Sal. Win, uh, Otis Frazier is in the Wind Supply El Paso commercial. He's <laughs> the one who's freezing outside while Tay Hardy, Kevin Kalu, and I think it, I, I think in this one it's uh, Calvin Solomon are all staying warm inside, and that is Wind Supply El Paso. In fact, they've got a great um, you know they actually have a great selection of champion furnaces online. Go to the Find a Dealer tab online today. WindsupplyElPaso.com. Check out their champion furnaces online and check out and find your nearest champion uh, champion dealer as well. That is WindsupplyElPaso.com. Now let's get over to our player of the game. This is presented by Timothy Cantrell Realty. And Sal, in this matchup right here, I think we might have to give it to Otis Frazier third as well. Not only did he start off the game hot as the hot hand in this one, he had two early threes to get him to that mark, but he finished this, uh, finished this game with 17 points. And Sal, on the defensive side, he is absolutely killing it. He had only one steal logged for this matchup, but it's another game with a steal for uh, Otis Frazier III. His defense has really been the difference of his performance and how he's able to really help out the Miners. Also went 5 for 5 from the free throw line. Otis Frazier III, player of the night tonight, presented by Timothy Cantrell Realty. You good with that one there, Sal? I, I love it, and I love the 17 when it comes to the plus minus. So him being on the floor, effective in all areas. I know we talked earlier, and um, one of the guys we were probably going to go with for a, <laughs> for a high end was going to be Corey Camper, but but yes. I, I think uh, with Frazier just getting hot early and then able to ride that yeah. out the rest of the way um, resulted in it. And also perfect from the charity stripe, five for five. And 
No turnovers. When's the last time Otis Frazier has swept the awards? He deserves it. He's one of the top players on this team for sure. And uh, Timothy Cantrell brings us the player of the night, which is play, uh, which is Otis Frazier the third. Hey, Timothy Cantrell reminds you if you're looking to buy or sell your home in El Paso, well, meet him, your trusted real estate agent with over 20 years of experience. That's Timothy Cantrell with his vast knowledge, his unwavering dedication, and his valuable resources. He's here to help you make your real estate dreams come true. Timothy Cantrell, selling the dream one property at a time. Let's uh, give you that phone number, by the way, 915-204-8441. Give him a call or text if you're looking to buy or sell your home. That's 915-204-8441 with Timothy Cantrell here on Minor Talk. Sal, we turn the page. We look over to Liberty. They are 13-9. The Flames have just come off another loss uh, in conference play, this time to the Aggies of New Mexico State in overtime, 79-73. Uh, and in this matchup that's coming up here for the Miners, um, you know, for Liberty, they're 2-5 and five in CUSA play. They are reeling. This is low. Expe- I mean, this is below the expectations they had uh, when they first started off this season. Uh, they play beautiful offense of bas- uh, beautiful offense of basketball right now, and uh, I think this is going to be a tough matchup. Despite the win here tonight by New Mexico State, this is going to be a tough matchup for the Miners. Yeah, Liberty is a team that's uh, that's been in some battles in Conference USA, especially on the road. So uh, their their record is a bit misleading. Um, I, I don't. I mean, you are what your record is, right? But I'm just going to reel off some games for you on in Conference USA. They lose at Western Kentucky, seventy to sixty eight. They lose at Louisiana Tech, eighty to seventy six. Um, and then uh, last uh, last week, lost against Jacksonville State. That one was a blowout, seventy three sixty two. But we just saw the uh, the close game in Las Cruces against New Mexico State. So it's not going to be as easily as people may think it's going to be, although the Miners are playing better than we've seen them. Yeah, good point there, Sal. Uh, I, I still take UTEP winning this one. What do you think? Um, you know what? I think... I can't remember what we said over the weekend. I know I had them in the home stretch going one and, uh, one and two. I was wrong about... Jacksonville State I thought that would be the loss and then I thought they'd get the win <laughs> against Liberty so um, I gotta stick with it yeah I'm, I'm gonna stick with the win I think UTEP gets it done uh, let's see what happens come Saturday it should be an interesting game we'll have it for you right here 600 ESPN El Paso per usual uh, and that'll do it for us here on the show tonight we'll be back in action to, on Saturday uh, and then of course tomorrow on Sports Talk for Sal Montes I'm Adrian Broadus signing off and saying so long and thanks for listening to Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso